Get ready. It's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Hello, and welcome to another two hours of Motorsports Conversation, because this is Motorsports Madness, and... Tom's computer all of a sudden just threw me off because I heard me and then I heard me again and then I heard me again and it was I like ah! <laughs> it wasn't my computer my that'll friend. freak you out won't it my computer was I, it, silent listen, listen the world has one of me and I know that's more than enough hey, at least the voices <laughs> in your head are the same voices you hear all the time that's good that's right <laughs> that's good. I can deal with your voice Randy <laughs> well that's good I, I can deal with mine too it's, it, it's some of the other voices that scare me mm. but I digress quickly Yes, quickly. We have a stacked show tonight. In fact, the second half of this show is going to be exceptionally entertaining and I think very informative because we have nine-time Pikes Peak International Hill Climb champion Robbie Unser joining us in hour number two. Yes. Oh, by the way, he used to race Indy cars and a whole bunch of other things, Yeah, too. he's been a drifter and autocrosser. He's done all kinds of things. And all, all the exotic motorsports, it seems like, which is fun. He's a lot of driver training. We'll he talk is. about that, too. We will. We will. I, I'm extremely interested to hear about the hill climb because that's a discipline that I've never truthfully understood very well. Right. And it's something that I've always wanted to hear more about because you hear guys like Skinner and some of these other guys who have gone to the hill climb or, you know, Goodwood or Pikes Peak, some of these hill climbs and come back and just raving about it. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing about that side and, and kind of what he finds that makes that so much fun. So yep. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Of course, we have the paperclip. You know what? I didn't think this through very well. I should have had you get a paperclip from your office that I could have held up before the start of the show just because. Because you just desperately wanted a prop? I wanted a prop. We'll talk about the paperclip. The, the non-existent one that I'm holding in my hand. <laughs> Imagine he's holding a paperclip. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also that known, would be Martinsville. Yes, also, I was going to say, also known as we're going to Martinsville yeah. this weekend, and I'm going to eat some hot dogs, which always makes me excited. Tom's not crazy about the hot dogs. but Well, I didn't say I wasn't crazy about the hot dogs. I just don't happen to think that Martinsville's hot dogs are that much different than any other hot dogs. You just... Made a lot of Virginians mad. I but know, but we'll I have to be honest. Yeah. So we, we'll talk NASCAR. We, we'll talk IndyCar. we got a whole bunch of things to get to. But right now, we're going to get off to our first break of the night. So when we come back, Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu my continues. I'll get it right eventually. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> 
It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Okay, that's way too catchy not to drum or something, too. Just saying. That's why I was doing drum it. Drum or something? Drum or something. I see. Okay. Well, go ahead and drummer. I, I, I did drummer. Yes. Welcome drummer. back to Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu. I said it right that time. Ha. Yes, you did. Training for a better life. Yes. We'll tell you more about that later. Yes, we will. And I'm going to try and not flinch and let my life flash before my eyes because Murdoch is giving me paper clips. Courtesy apropos. of Stables. Martinsville's. <laughs> apropos. The box says uh, Stables, but yes. it's actually paper clips? Yes. It's really confusing. Yes. There is the paper clip yeah, that I wanted during the first segment. This it's is also a mini Martinsville. Spencer Speedway up in western New York. Yes. Courtesy of Rod Wortham's desk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rod. Yeah, Rod doesn't have any... Uh, Staples paper clips on his desk anymore. Oh, well. We'll put them back later. He's going to be will. looking for those later, and someone's going to get in trouble. Ray, but he, he's not here, yeah, so by Ray, the, yeah, by well, the time. True. Ray's face rod is not here, so. So, by the, t- yeah, by the time he's looking for them, they'll be back, yeah. so we'll be okay. Anyway, let's talk Martinsville. Yeah, please. <laughs> now, that I, <laughs> now that I have my paperclip prop. <laughs> the audience will be worried about us. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Or at least you. <laughs> I always worry about me. I don't know what Ow. you're talking about. So, anyway, this is going to be fun. Problem. Always. Yeah, black flag in the Cup Series. I Yes, we're not black even two flag. minutes into this segment. Black flag on How the Cup Series. How do you have a black flag before we even get there? Because <laughs> there's only the charter cars on the entry list. That's why. 36 cars for Martinsville. That's a travesty. Wow. Yep. I, I told you I had a black flag, and that's a very black flag. I don't know if I... I don't know if I... Th- if I want to go black flag, but that's a shock. Oh, yeah. Now, in stark contrast, there are 39 Gander Outdoors trucks 
on the preliminary I'm entry list. I'm actually surprised there's not mid-40s. There were 41 until two trucks withdrew. Those two trucks, by the way, were the 87 of Joe Nemechek and the 80, which was TBA, but I have to believe would have been Jacob Wallace because Jacob Wallace Racing. And Jacob, <laughs> okay. Wa- and Jacob Wallace was on the entry list at Daytona. Unless somebody Atlanta, was supposed to pay for the ride in the Jacob Wallace Racing I don't, truck. I, I don't think so through. because Jacob was on the entry list at Atlanta oh. and DNQ'd, so... Daytona or Atlanta, one of the two. Anyway, but that's there be- is yeah. a Wallace in the truck race, though. Yes, that's beside. Yes, that's beside the point. There is a Wallace in the truck race, and it's a, a Wallace by the name of Bubba. Bubba is running the truck race. So I'm going to tell you, this is going to be interesting it's, to watch. Yeah, it for is. Me. So, backstory behind this, real quick, is that uh, AM Racing, which is Tim Self, which normally the 22 is driven by Austin Wayne self who is Tim's son yes we should point out Austin Wayne is not driving this weekend because Bubba is driving they they uh, went and got another Chevy driver to help evaluate their program and fix the things that are wrong you know why I believe they can fix the things that are wrong this weekend because that team picked up a great crew chief during the offseason and I know that Eddie Traconis who was with Ben Rhodes last year that's where he went yep Yep, I don't believe Eddie Traconis will stand for that truck not being up front for too long. And I believe Eddie Traconis and Bubba Wallace are going to be the combo to watch this weekend. I, I, you know, Bubba said on Twitter yesterday that he believes they can go chase a clock. And I believe they oh, can go chase a clock. Yeah, I don't think, and, and again, I don't want to make this a statement about Austin Self as a racer. I just think that, the potential is there for that mm-hmm. truck to be running up in the front. Absolutely. You know, where it should be. And it's Martinsville. You're right. So it's a short track. And Bubba's won there. And he, he loves Twice, racing. Twice, as a matter there. of yeah. fact. So, Two clocks. Yeah. So all of that said, I look down this entry list and I, I, I love it. There are so many fun surprises, including somehow that Josh Rayum believes, and I believe this has to be a typo, but somehow that Josh Rayum believes that Daniel Sasnick can drive both the 33 truck and the 34 truck at the same time. He's really, really good. <laughs> He's really good. That's talent. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's so, a special yeah, talent. The original preliminary entry list had Sasnick in both the 33 and the 34. The 34 is now marked as officially withdrawn. So that leaves us with 38 trucks and only one Daniel Sasnick to worry about instead now, of two. I, okay, so here's the question of the day. Who is Daniel Sasnick? I will look that. All I know is he's from Florida, and he tried to make a truck race last year, and I can't remember if he actually made one or not. Um, but long story short is he's he's from the Sunshine State. That's literally the only thing I know about him right now. During okay. the next break, we'll alleviate that problem. Anyway, as you're looking down the entry list, there's a lot of fun things here. Austin Dillon is driving for Nemco. Oh? Uh-huh. In the 8 or eight. the O? Oh, okay. I, I, I just said the 87 is withdrawn. Well, that's why I asked you. Yes. So they were, they were using the 8 as the... The 8 has always been the <clears throat> primary truck. Because that was the truck that okay. John Hunter drove. All right. That's the truck that has points. So Austin Dillon, or 83, is in is going to be 88 for 88. this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and not 88. Just A-D-8. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Quiz on this later. Yeah, quiz on this later. Um, <laughs> you think you've got a headache now. Just wait. Um, 
Good grief. Corey Roper's coming back to the site of his breakout performance last year when he finished on the lead lap yeah, in 13th and, at Martinsville You know, Corey's another one that could could actually surprise us this weekend. Absolutely. He's got a fleet full of really good trucks. Really so good truck. He's BKR actually trucks. done his job well this year so far. He's Indeed. He's just finishing races as much as he can. He's had a, a one or two that he's dropped out of just with different issues, but mm-hmm. he's finished well when he's finished, and He's he's learning. He's not yes. doing silly things, which is great. Myatt Snyder's back in the fifth Thor Sport yep. truck this weekend with Slayer of Taxes on board. <laughs> yeah, Tax Slayer, for those of you yes. who are not Sorry. Uh, good at interpreting Jacob's speak. Uh, uh, no, well, no, Myatt's not. Myatt, uh, he said on social media when the sponsor deal was announced, you may now call me Myatt Slayer of Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Ankrum, Tyler, you've got Tyler Ankrum back at Martinsville, He's where he ran I'm really well last year. Derek Krause, I think, is going to be a factor in the uh, Bill McAnally truck, the 19 truck yep. with Enios on board. Reed Wilson taking over for Timothy Peters in the second Nice Motorsports truck, making his debut for 2019. And I love that Ross Chastain ke- keeps finishing well in the Nice truck and keeps hanging around. I, I don't want to call him – I don't want to say hanging around like a sore thumb because I would never get tired of Ross. But. Well, this is, this is what Ross does. Yes. And the thing about this situation is this is where Reed Wilson – is going to find out. We're going to see what Reed can really do. Yes. He's going to have, I think, eight or nine races this year in that 44 truck. It's as good of equipment. It's way better equipment, actually, than, than he's ever had. Driven, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, and he's got Ross Chastain as a tutor. So, you know, you're either going to get it or get out of it, one yep. or the other. Because, right. you know, you got, you got nothing holding you back now. The equipment's there. That's a GMS um affiliated organization now so you know yep. it, he'll have top 10 he'll have a top 10 truck or better Indeed. going into the weekend david gilliland is reprising the fred's sponsorship from daytona in the 54 truck this weekend which yep. natalie decker was going to drive if not for the w series final round of cuts this weekend conflicts 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 hey it's a good conflict it um is. i'm purposely overlooking the guy who's going to win the race because well he's going to win the race so i don't even know why we would need to talk about him um i will See, talk I, about one of his drivers though because i'm excited about rafael lassard making his debut for kbm this weekend and i believe he will be the surprise of the weekend why you ask because his crew chief is one of the best in the business when it comes to the truck series, you want a blast from the past? How about 2012 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series championship winning crew chief Mike Shelton, who guided James Busher to the title at Turner Scott Motorsports seven years ago? No. Now, that, that is a combination that I believe is going to surprise some people, and that's the kind of experience in a situation like Rafi's that you're going to need to be successful this weekend. Well, a success for him is finishing the race with all the wheels and fenders on it and uh, maybe a top 10. I don't, I don't I see think, him challenging for the win. Uh, we'll see. I've seen stranger things happen. I don't happen. believe Kyle's a lock to win. Huh, 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 Yeah, we'll see about that. Anyway, all that said, we're off to a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness powered by my computer career in just a moment. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hey, this is Garrett Smithley, driver of the number nothing Chevrolet for JD Motorsports, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. I didn't time that well because I forgot Xfinity's off this weekend. However, I do know that Garrett Smithley said Tuesday night he's going to be doing a lot of iRacing this weekend. Really? Uh, yes, and I will throw him a plug because he finished second in the Gander Outdoors Pro Invitational 
that the Truck Series put together along with iRacing that was held at Martinsville Speedway on Tuesday night. Nice. Oh, by the way, a Truck Series driver won it. Oh, really? Christian Eckes. Oh, to victory well, lane in that cool. one. Nice. He's going to be running in October at Martinsville, so he called it a good tune-up. There you go. There's your sim racing plug for go. the week. But it was, it was fun. Gar- Garrett's like, I don't do this enough anymore. Yeah, because you're kind of busy, Garrett. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, well. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by my computer career.edu that's twice now i've stumbled on that tonight. no i think it's my tongue having trouble connecting with my brain <laughs> properly <laughs> is what it is i've ha- i've been stumbling over my words all day today i don't know why it's not like i'm drunk Maybe you should be. Maybe well, that's the problem. I mean, you know, <laughs> no. the evidence is there, I'm just saying. <laughs> People that know me know that I don't drink, so we'll move on. Trisha East is in our uh, chat. want to say hi to Trisha and her son, Joey. actually had a great run for his first time ever in a super late model at um, Madeira Speedway this weekend finished third great job joe east young driver out of california that is really going to make a mark this year that's one of the tracks that i just want to get to one of these days but traveling to california is expensive yes it is (laughs) anything in california is expensive (laughs) you're right saying california is expensive You're, you're right Don't about that, too. You can't yeah. even say simple words. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, let's not. Let's move on. Let's move talk on. about. Let's well, Hang on. Actually, before we talk about the Cup Series, I want to talk about one more thing that uh, is is interesting to me. I, I, I want to I, I see, and I think this is going to be a storyline to watch over the course of the weekend, who does better this weekend in their return to Martinsville with a new team, Johnny Sauter with Thor Sport or Brett Moffat with GMS? And I believe it's going to be Sauter all day because, I, as I said during to somebody during the break here. The only way Kyle Busch loses this race is if Johnny Sauter's close enough to knock him out of the way to do it. Um, see, I don't I don't want to say that I'm just not I'm not ready to give this race to Kyle. It's it's a short track. You know, anything can happen on a short track. The advantage that Kyle has with his experience is still there. But on a short track, you can make up for a lot of that, especially um, how do I put this? If you have a lot of fortitude and the truck series is full of racers of all ages who have a lot of fortitude. Don't be surprised. I believe, if, I, I believe the word you're looking for is cojones. Well, I <laughs> was trying to, you know, you um, can say that word. Yeah, yeah, th- that's acceptable. He's got cojones down. Um, <laughs> Kyle, look, I, I just think there are a number of drivers who, if they're close enough to Kyle Busch coming down to the checkers, I think somebody's going to make that truck yeah. get a little sideways. I will remind you that last fall, Johnny Sauter won this race <sighs> by 4.57 seconds and led 148 of 200 laps. You and your stats again. I, that's fine. And if that happens and there's no, there's that few cautions that that can happen, great. But I'm just not going to give this one to Kyle yet. We only have, yeah, we not had. saying he won't win, just saying I don't think it's a lock. We had six cautions in a 200 lap race and Johnny still won one by four and a half seconds if that tells you how good his truck was let's put ben rhodes on kyle's bumper with two laps to go and see what happens yeah ben's another if the truck is there ben will do something with it i just i just wonder old bubba would be the same way yeah i just wonder well bubba would do it because he kyle used to uh you know 
own his truck That's right. once upon a time. So anyway, now let's go to the Cup Series for a couple of minutes because, well, we don't have to talk about drivers being in different places because they're all in the same place. It's only the charter cars. But I That's do amazing. Believe, you know, the, the interesting discussion here is everybody's been asking what this is going to look like, and I think Ryan Priest answered it perfectly on his teleconference Tuesday afternoon. It's going to look like any other short track race in America. You give them 750 horsepower and tell them to go on a half-mile racetrack, the Modifieds only have 450 to 500 horsepower, and they still beat and bang You know when they would used to go to Martinsville. Oh, by the way, Ryan Priest got his first Modified win at Martinsville, too. Why not his first Cup win? When did Modifieds get 400 horsepower motors? Priest said, Priest said that uh, at least when he was running Martinsville, the Modifieds were, were making 450 to 500. Okay. Uh, well, well, well. Uh, he knows more than I do, but I know the saying. Used to be that I way. know the saying is by the grace of God and six hundred horsepower. Yeah, but it was easily six for most of the time. But anyways, regardless, more again, it's it's a short track. So yeah, you, you know when when you look at stats, when you look at anything, it's it, it's it's a short track. So what you hope for, honestly, is, is you hope not, for a ton of yeah. action. Yeah, and as far as whatever this year's package is going to do, throw it out. It's Martinsville. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter what yeah, you're running exactly. at Martinsville. So here's the real question, guys. We've been saying it for five weeks. I feel like now we're at Martinsville, so at least there's a tiny bit of credence to actually say it. Can this be the week that Jimmy Johnson yes. finally looks like Jimmy Johnson again? Yes. I said it on Monday night. I'll say it again on this show. Jimmy Johnson is going to clock the field. I don't know that he's going to clock the field, but I'm not. I won't be surprised if he wins. Well, that's he gets a clock if he wins. See, he's clocking the field. Huh. He won't dominate. If I, I have I, to explain him, then we need to just move on. I know that much. He's not <laughs> going to dominate. Well, I look. I don't think anybody will dominate. I just think this this series this year has seen too many different faces running up toward the front, yeah. and a lot of faces that you would have thought would have been there have not started off right. well. This is a race where I could see Ryan Newman being a factor. Um, I could see Ricky Stenhouse being a factor. I know that's going to get a reaction from a lot of people. I didn't say how he would be a factor. I'm just saying I could <laughs> see him being a factor. That he would be a factor, yeah. You know, you, you, and you can't count Hemrick's out guys another like... another one. Yeah, Hemrick, certainly. And you can't count out guys like Denny Hamlin. And oh, the God. guys that Why you would usually, you count out Denny Hamlin? He's got five well, That's clocks. what I'm saying. So this is a track where... A lot of things can happen. I mean, you right. can get taken out in a wreck. You can get a lap down early. You can speak on pit road. And, you know, so there's a lot of different things that can happen here that that really could change the, the nature of this race. But I definitely believe Jimmy Johnson has a shot to win, and I'm picking him to win because he's been just good enough that, again, go back to a short track, put his experience in play, and I think he's got just enough that he could be a factor. And I, I think Chase Elliott out of that stable as well. Oh, easily. Chase Elliott is owed a Cup Series win at yeah. Martinsville. I think that yep. is, that's coming uh, without question. Now, when, when I look at this, uh, there's a couple of other people that jump to mind for me. Um, also... Before I go around the table, I want to offer that th this needs to be a special award for the weekend. Okay. Most creative sponsor. This needs to be a <laughs> oh special boy. award because I, I have the winner. You do? The number 10 Ford Mustang oh, yes. for Eric Almarola is sponsored this weekend by Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not joking. 
it literally on the entry list in all capital letters says Shazam with an exclamation point. And that's the whole cartoon thing, not Gomer Pyle doing Shazam. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yes. It's not a tribute to Jim Neighbors. No, it's not. But that would be nice. God bless Jim yeah. Neighbors. So Smithfield, it's Shazam is bacon. That's what I say every time I'm going to eat bacon. Shazam! <laughs> so, you know. Yes. It fits. It does. Kevin Harvick's back in black this weekend, too, by the way. The black Mobile One yes. scheme's making its and that, debut. I love that scheme. That That's one of my favorite wonderful. Harvick schemes. Yeah, it is. Uh, you've got Sirius XM on Truex's car this weekend. As Truex said, all Sirius XM schemes look good. He's got to get serious. He got bumped out of the way for a win in the last corner in the fall. He did. He's coming yeah. back. He, he's coming back with a vengeance. We're on Sirius XM too. We are. Yes. Saturday we are. Nights at seven. So, so technically, Trex, we're, we're sponsoring Trex's yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, all, it's all about us. Yeah, all, all about us. Dan Patrick Show, Channel Two Eleven on Saturday nights at seven Eastern on Sirius. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'll throw an off the wall potential contender for you. We'll go around the table, too. Off the wall? Yes. That would be Kyle Larson most races. Well, I'm going, to ask, I'm going to ask you which one of these two drivers has a better shot at winning on Sunday, and one of them is Kyle Larson. The other one is the inverse of his car number, William Byron. Okay. You start. Um, we're going around the table. Yeah. I start. Kyle Larson, I think, has a better chance to win if he can stay off the wall. Um, but I think this is, again, he's good on short tracks, and I think this, this plays to his strengths. Indeed. And Randy. Well, neither one of them's last name is Bush, so that <laughs> takes both of them out of But um, I, I'm actually going to go with Byron just because I feel like Byron's going to be less likely to bounce it off the wall than Kyle Larson. So I'll go with That would uh, be a big win Byron. for William if he Point could get there. for Randy. I'm breaking the tie, and I'm also going for, with William Byron, not because of William Byron. I'm going with William Byron has a better shot to win at Martinsville because of his crew chief. Chad Knauss already has nine clocks, and I'm sure he would like nothing more than to get a tenth one and help give the rookie his first victory in the 24 car. So I think Chad Knauss is the difference maker, and I believe you'll see William Byron among the top five on Sunday afternoon. Wouldn't you just long for for, for an end of the race where you have Jimmy Johnson versus William Byron at Martinsville? Wouldn't you just love to you see realize, that? You realize that wouldn't you love to be on the radio with Chad Canales at that point? Uh, you, re- <laughs> you realize that we already played the whole 48 versus 24 thing out a few years ago with Johnson and Gordon, well, and Jimmy know, Johnson but, won but, that drag race. It's the whole, now you've broken I up know. the marriage, so it's it's the whole. Who's going to get the 10th yeah, clock Jack first, Canales right? And, yeah. Uh, these are the things that get fun to talk about when we're prognosticating sure, potential scenarios. I mean, you've got Daniel Suarez, who's you know driving the car that went to victory lane with Kurt Busch a few years ago. You've got Kurt Busch, who's with Ganassi and off to the best start of any of the yep. Chevrolet drivers. Kurt's going to be fun to watch this weekend, too, because he sure loves is. Martinsville. So. Yep. All that said, we're going to have more conversation coming up in just a couple of minutes. We really need to fit some IndyCar here in, and I think yes. we'll do that in the Let's next segment. We've also got Robbie Unser coming up, so we'll step aside and be back with more Motorsports Madness right after this.
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, Edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback. Skid control and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Yes. Oh, by the way, public service announcement in the camp of Jesse Love. Exactly one month from today, he's making his Keith Coons Midget debut. Yes. At Jacksonville, Illinois. Should be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. Power Eye. Which is racing as this show is broadcasting live. Oh, by the way, the opening night of the Turnpike Challenge in Oklahoma, where Christopher Bell is trying to stay undefeated in his home state. Is there a turnpike anywhere near the turnpike challenge? Is that why it's the turnpike challenge? I think so, but I would have to look at a map of Oklahoma. Because otherwise it would make little sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I would have to go look at a map of Oklahoma. I'm not a geography whiz. (laughs) All I know is where the Expo Center is because Chili Bowl. You just wonder (laughs) where they get the names of some of these races, that's all. Ask Kenny Brown about that. Anyway, let's keep talking about racing for a bit, shall we? Um, Martinsville. we just were. Yeah, we just were. Martinsville. Cup Series, Truck Series, Doubleheader. Here's my question, and I want to go around the table on this one. Okay. Do we ever see scheduled night racing at Martinsville with the pending realignment of the schedule in the next year or two? Do we see scheduled night racing come to Martinsville? Maybe a midweek primetime show 
weekend primetime, something, anything. They yes, have please. the lights. Can we please? Yes, please. Can we pretty please? I mean, Dear can Clay you Campbell. Yeah, I don't think Martinsville put LED lights in for nothing. I, I think they've always wanted that type of a scenario. It's right. just been up to NASCAR to open their minds to different possibilities. Martinsville yep. would be the perfect place for a midweek big event special that I think would be a ratings bonanza, mm-hmm. television-wise, uh, if you put it in the right situation at the right time of year. And I think the, I think the fans would love it. I, th- I think they definitely should do it. But you've got to do it at a time of year when the temperature is halfway decent. Yeah, you no, know? exactly. You, you couldn't do it right now in April or October. Uh, it's it just too cold. Yeah, I mean, it can be, you know, this weekend's supposed to be in yeah, the 60s for high, but pleasant. the problem is if you're going to do it at night, it's going to be more like 45. Right, exactly. So, you know, you've got to do it in a situation where it's a little nicer weather, but yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Randy. Yeah, he. Uh, Tom said it himself, you know, I don't think that Martinsville would have spent that kind of money on lights if they didn't have any intention of running a night race at some point in time. It's nice to have them case of a rain out but i mean you don't spend millions of dollars on lights just to let them sit there and look pretty um me for one i love saturday night short track racing or any any nighttime racing at all so i think having them under the lights both trucks and uh cup would be just excellent in my opinion indeed i'm making it unanimous uh dear clay campbell light night lights night racing do it and actually if nascar really wanted to do this right and you're going to do that what you do on Saturday afternoon to entertain the fans is you bring back the modifieds. Yes, please. That's what you do. Yes. Bring yes. a modified race back. Yes. Um, I mean, I think that's the late the, model race is already under the lights, which well, is yeah. a good start. And they have a big race there already. So right. it makes sense to bring the modifieds back. I think that would that Saturday double with mods and trucks would be a huge draw. Mm-hmm. Why not put a cup race under the lights? Well, I guess that's what I meant. I shouldn't have said trucks. Sunday double. Oh, right. Well, the, yeah, okay, that's right, because the trucks would be Saturday. Yeah. So you, you run mods and trucks on Saturday, and the cup race, I, I don't know about a Sunday night deal. I think you want the midweek thing. That's where your Thursday night or Friday night would come in for the, the cup yeah. series race. Yeah, well, no. Okay, so the rumor that I've heard in regards to the pending schedule blow up and rebuild is if they're going to do a midweek primetime cup race, it would be either Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and you would not have a cup race on either of the Sundays surrounding that midweek primetime race. Well, and I guess you could do that as well. Um, You would have to because logistically you couldn't run a Wednesday night cup race and then also do a Sunday cup race the same weekend that there would be no way to do the turnaround properly. Well, I I mean, it's you could. I mean, the teams and NASCAR have said there would be no way feasibly. Well, then then you're not. Unfortunately, what that does is it takes us out of any possibility of a short track summer series like that like some of us have talked about i don't understand why you can't run a race here one day and want a race run a race here two days later if if in fact or three days later if in fact 
you keep the destinations close enough. So, for example, Martinsville, Richmond, or Martinsville, Charlotte, or Martinsville, because you, know, you still, you still, there's still, if you're televising everything, it takes a twenty, it takes a minimum twenty-four to thirty-six hour period before any of the haulers ever come in to have everything set up in place for the broadcast partners, for NASCAR, for scoring, all that well, stuff. Then you have to have a minimum of twenty-four to thirty-six hours, and I know because I've spoken to some of the officials that help with set up for that. Well, so there's like four days between Tuesday and Saturday. Or well, Tuesday that's the thing. I mean, I, well, but keep in yeah. mind, if you're running a cup race, you still have to have practice and qualifying and all the other. At, at best, you'd maybe be able to get, you know, if the destinations are within a couple hours, you'd maybe, you know, do a Wednesday-Sunday deal, but you'd still, the, the turnaround would be so tight to be ready to go by Friday afternoon. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I For me, that's disappointing to hear because what what's being said then is that we're only going to see one or two midweek short track events at best because you have to have two Sundays off in order to have one midweek event. Not so necessarily you because you, there's also the possibility of, you know, actually getting rid of some dates on the schedule and, and condensing the schedule a little well, bit. Well, see, there again, and, and to me, that would make perfect sense. I would love to see less races on the cup schedule and more midweek and nighttime events and, the, and, and more events at short tracks and road courses because mm-hmm. I think you need that balance. I think the... The audience you're trying to attract would be much more. And, you know, Bradley Kilby is, is, is a young man who is a racer, you know, and, and he's he's talk, talking to me in the chat about this. And, you know, there's a kid who's kind of representative of the audience you're trying to attract. If you're NASCAR, it's the millennials, the, the teenage audience, and they're all about short tracks. They're not so much about the big yeah. mile and a half. So, you know, I think midweek shows, I think you could do a lot of different things if you really just – open the mind up and stop thinking you had to run 36 Sundays out of the year. You would think, I mean, and, and with that, I'm going to say let's table that discussion and we can revisit it sure. potentially later in the show. I want to talk about some IndyCar for a little bit, shall we? I figure that's a good segue because coming up in the second half of Robbie our show, Unser. we're going to be talking to Robbie yeah. Unser, who used to did some IndyCar racing. Used to did. Used to yes, did. Yes, he used to did. That's how they say it down in the South. Top finish uh, second twice. Yes. In IndyCar. Came so close. Oh, so close. Yep. However, current IndyCar, Kota. Yeah, and this is, first of all, can we just start by saying, for those of you trying to compare IndyCar at Kota to Formula One at Kota. Stop. Please quit. Yeah, I mean, it's an like, apple it, and an orange. I mean, it, I, just like people trying to ca- compare Kyle Pe- or Ka- nah, Kyle Petty, Kyle Busch's <laughs> wins to Richard Petty's two hundred wins. Stop. I mean, yeah, exactly. This is a comedy of it's errors. An apple I, and need an to, I need to go home and try again. Yeah, if you haven't been drinking, you need to start. Um, it's definitely a, a, a situation where I think the IndyCar series is going to put on. I hope they're going to put on a really, really good show at Coda. And a lot of the teams, what I'm hearing is it seems like they're excited. They feel like this could be a really, really entertaining race uh, and a fun race for the drivers, too. So I'm hoping it comes off that way, because honestly, for me, this is one of the two great unknowns on the IndyCar schedule this year. How's Coda going to work out? And then Sebring, that's a, you know, there's a whole... 
I think those two circuits are g- going to be really interesting, but I'm excited to see what IndyCar does at Coda this weekend. Oh, goodness. I think it's we, a neutral track. Nobody's ever done it. Right. So, no, I think we're, we're all very excited to see what IndyCar can do at Coda this weekend. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned uh, earlier that Robbie Unser finished second twice in IndyCar. I just he did. got curious and wanted to go look up to make sure where. Texas in the inaugural race, I believe, in ni- either inaugural or the second running in 98. And then the next year at Atlanta, which is a track that I so wish IndyCar would go yes. back to. But that's a, IndyCar that's needs discussion. to be on the mile and a half. Oh. We need to take NASCAR off some of them and for put next IndyCar year and on replace them with IndyCar yes. shows. I think that'd be great. Right. Uh, but IndyCar, Coda this weekend, a driver that I think needs desperately to be kept an eye on because I think he's going to be impressive is the driver who was fastest in preseason testing at Coda, Colton Herta. Yeah, I mean, here again, it's an unknown. So you get, you've get you got Pato Award running. you got, of course, Colton running. Um, you've got drivers who are really good on road courses, who are young, who you know haven't necessarily showed everything yet in IndyCar in general, who could be surprises because it is a new track for everybody. So a driver, for example, like a Zach Veach or even a, um, a Kyle Kaiser could mm-hmm. come in if, if Yunko is, if that equipment is there. I mean, this is one of those scenarios where you look at the potential for an upset winner in that Indeed. race because none of the veterans have had any more time on the track than anyone else. Right. The veterans are certainly adaptable. But sure. Now... If you're a veteran like Will Power, who traditionally is good on road courses, here's a little breaking news that was announced earlier today. This is something that all 24 drivers have a shot at this weekend. Coda is offering a bonus of $100,000 if one driver should win the pole and the race this weekend. And who's good at winning the pole and the race on road courses? (coughs) Will Power. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, you know, that's going to be very interesting. I, I've, I think that's a great bonus because it encourages everybody, obviously, to be on top of their game in qualifying and not to sandbag or whatever. You, you want the pole. So it's, uh, you definitely want to make sure that you're on it. I'll, that's, yeah. And that's, you know, you say, well, it should be easy, shouldn't it? To if the fastest guy starts up front, he should win the race. It doesn't always work that no, way, it especially doesn't. on a new track. Can I throw you something really crazy? Yeah. Because there is one driver in this weekend's IndyCar field that already has ex- open wheel experience at Circuit of the Americas. I'll throw you, you, I'll raise you a potential surprise winner. Keep an eye on the Aero Schmidt-Peterson Honda of Marcus Erickson. Well, you know, that's an interesting thought. I don't, if, if the car has the speed, then Which, I think Erickson definitely we, we, could be ran, a factor. He ran top 10 at St. Pete and Hinchcliffe yes, finished sixth. So we know the car is capable. If it's, you know, if they can get it right, that definitely could be a possibility. Absolutely. I, I believe it's going to be particularly interesting when you look down the list, because and uh, Erickson was one of the drivers in attendance for the $100,000 press conference yep. this afternoon. Uh, yep. that, and that's just fun. You know what? I love seeing Coda step up and do something like this for the big IndyCar debut. They're a track that's really embracing IndyCar coming to the facility, and I think that's really, really great to make this a long-term I event. Agree. I've heard it's a, a, a long-term you know, 
more than just a two or three year contract is what I've heard from from several people within well, the IndyCar I circle. I hope it works so out well. I think we're all hoping it works out well because it's uh, one of the few new tracks we've seen added to the schedule in quite some time. You know, truly new tracks that doesn't have any prior IndyCar history. Yep. So that's going to be fun to watch. NBC Sports all weekend for the IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas in Austin. With that, we are going to step aside, and when we return, we'll tie this first half of the show into a nice, neat little bow so that we can get ready to move into the second hour and talk to Robbie Unser, who we've been hinting at a few times. He's coming up in hour number two. Right now, this business is coming at all of you, and Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, continues in just a moment. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, I'm Spencer Davis, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. 
I had to slide Spencer in there somewhere because he's got a new truck number this weekend, and I, I'm, I can't wait to get to Martinsville and ask him. Yes, Tom has the double one. That would be 11. That's correct. For those who don't know how to read that sign language. <laughs> anyway. It's a pair of ones. It's yeah, 11. this is Motorsports Madness. I'm Jacob Seelman. He's Tom Baker. He's also a little bit crazy, but, you know. A little? If, if you haven't been around this show long enough, you know, you, uh, you'll, you'll learn. Trust me. Anyway, behind the glass are Chris Murdoch and Randy Miller. Actually, Chris is kind of halfway in front of the glass, sitting in the corner of the room right now, I guess. Something yes. like that. Chris so. is busy doing what Chris does. Yeah. Yeah, Chris is being, Chris is being a good Chris in the corner. Yeah, doing so. video stuff and helping us stay on the air. Yeah, something among like other that. other things. So, Tom. Yes. I'm getting ready to go to Martinsville, but. I was surfing Twitter earlier today, and I saw all this stuff talking about IT and wondering, you know, are our friends at My Computer Career good with that? I want to know more about it, so do well, tell. Here's the deal. MyComputerCareer.edu offers you the chance to be an IT professional in as little as four months. It's not that hard. If you're not that great at math or science, that's okay. They can still help you with that. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Easy for you now to I've say. Now I've your disease. It's my <laughs> computer career. And here's the thing. They have seven campuses across the country. So you can either study at one of the campuses or you can study online. Two to three days a week is all it takes. It's not a full-time deal. Um, you can be an IT professional as little as four months. There are over two million cybersecurity jobs alone that are right now unfilled in the U.S. So you want to make sure if you're going to have any interest at all in a career change, check this out. They have a free career evaluation on their website, mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And the best part of all is they work with hundreds of employers. So the chances of you finding a place to go and plow your new trade once you've mastered it is uh, they're very good actually so uh, mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life go check them out and i'm going to rush you off to a break we'll be back with more motorsports madness break. right after this we're growing like crazy and need account reps who know their way around agencies the internet and social media got connections or do you know how to get to the decision makers are you fearless we need you internet radio or as we call it wireless mobile radio is rapidly becoming the place to be with almost limitless income potential so contact us to get involved with the fastest growing professionally produced group of internet radio stations in the world your imagination is the only limit here Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or you can email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. 
And sometimes all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Strapmasters.com is the proud sponsor of NHRA top fuel driver Clay Milliken. If you own a luxury car or SUV, eventually your high-tech suspension system is going to fail. And when it happens, call or click strutmasters.com for an American-made suspension conversion system that solves the problem for a fraction of what you'd pay at the dealer. And the only thing faster than the service you'll get at strutmasters.com is Clay Milliken stomping on that loud pedal. I'm Kaz Grawlin, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. It is now officially 10 days before Kaz Grawla gets to drive the number 21 Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. I know that because he told me on Twitter earlier today. Yes, 10 days. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. And this segment, really quickly, sponsored by strutmasters.com, proud sponsor of Clay Milliken, because, well... There was some drag racing news today, and I'm, I'm going to hit on this because it's still shocking to me. Okay. Angel Sampe is going to drive a full season with Vance and Hines, Harley Davidson. Uh, really? Yeah. Isn't that like... Uh, that's like ha- that's like the Hatfields and the McCoys. I was going to say, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I know she ran one... Or ran Gainesville, yeah. Yes, ran the Gators, but yep. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, that's good for the it's sport. It's still amazing. It is, yeah, and by the way, the we sport. should pay a nod, too, to the winners of the Gator Nationals. Uh, most specifically, Richie Crampton in Top Fuel, who is now a back-to-back champion of the Gator Nationals yep. for Kalita Motorsports. That was uh, that there was pretty big. Robert Height winning in Funny Car was very impressive. Uh, it sure was. Bo Butner in Pro Stock, former yep. champion, getting back on the Schneid. And uh, we mentioned Vance and Hines Harley-Davidson a minute ago because, well, Andrew Hines and Eddie Craywick made it an all-Harley final. Again. And Andrew Hines, for the first time since November of 2017 in the season finale, beat his teammate Eddie Craywick to win an Impressive. NHRA national event. Impressive. It's about I, I, it's about time. Andrew was saying on uh, social media this week, you know, uh, that he all I, he's like I almost forgot what having one of these trophies felt like. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's closing in on fifty pro stock motorcycle wins, which is a threshold that nobody in the class has ever reached. Yep. So that if he gets there before Craywick does, there's going to be an immense amount of bragging rights. They're both, I think, like within one or I know. Andrews, I got it 48 or 49, and Craywick, I think, is at 46 or 47. So they're both pretty close. It's yep. it's the race to 50, as they've been calling it now. But it is going to be a race. Oh, it is. It, it always is and between those two. Yes. But uh, NHRA is now off until Las Vegas the first week in April for the first four-wide nationals. So, not that uh, far away. Not that far away. Just two weeks. Yep. But we'll see Clay Milliken back in action then. That's going to be fun. Right yes. now we're going to step aside to another break. And when we return, well, you never know what we're going to get into. Motorsports Madness back after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive. But you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Todd Gallant, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Todd's way too chill for that. Yeah, way too chill. He really chill. is. Way well, too chill. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. If you're looking for Todd Gilliland, you can find him at Martinsville Speedway this weekend because he's going to be in, in a very action. fast truck. With all that said, uh, we are going to the strutmasters.com hotline right now to talk with our guest for this portion of the program. And I think it's an exciting time. I know for a fact it's the first time we've had a Pikes Peak International Hill Climb it champion is, on yeah. the show. Former IndyCar racer, current... Uh, Driver training guru, I, I suppose that would be appropriate. Uh, Robbie Unser joins us on the program. Robbie, first, uh, it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you join us tonight, and uh, we certainly welcome you to the program. Uh, really cool for us, and, and I, I was telling these guys from the beginning, I think the first thing I'm most curious about uh, is what makes the hill climb so much fun for you guys and something that y'all want to keep coming back because I've never really understood the discipline. So for me, I, I want to know what makes you guys tick when you go and do that stuff. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's nice to talk to everybody. Um, wow. Well, Pike Speak, you know, it's the second oldest race in America. So if you go back to, you know, the times when uh, my dad was younger and Uncle Al were racing and whatnot. There was a while where Pikes Peak was actually actually part of USAC championship. So, you know, at a time you did it because it was part of a race for points and whatnot. 
at the end of the day, I, well, I say that it's pretty much the thing that made our family really good road course racers. So, uh, I don't know if you guys remember what those cars used to be like with a brake outside, a handbrake that you pulled, you know, the setup is you have a throttle, a clutch, steering wheel, a gear shifter between your legs and a handbrake. So work that out when yeah. you're trying to road course. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, what it did is it taught you, you were, you, you did it one way. You either downshift and then brake, or you broke and then you downshifted. Obviously, you only had one hand. And at the end of the day, it made, uh, you know, I'd say all of us very good on road courses because it was a discipline that you just had to, you had to be good at that. You were alone. There wasn't anyone else pushing you, so you really had to, you know, drive a pace by yourself and, and be quick. You had to learn. You weren't going to see any turn twice. So you pretty much had to do it the best you could, and if it wasn't good, let it go. Um, so there's a lot of things, actually, I think Pike Speak um, had that I am glad that I was able to participate in it so long, as well as the car stuff. I mean, you know, learning about the cars and cooling and how to make them work up there was a, a whole nother bucket of, of things you had to figure out on top of it, so... I, I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun deal for me, and I'm glad I got to partake so much. In my you life. obviously enjoyed it. You won it nine times. Yeah, well, <laughs> the first part, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, our family did it a bunch. So, um, but but I, I think I got pretty good at it, especially on the dirt. I'm not as fond of it now it, since it's fully paved. Um, you know, but it's it's still a great race. It still has all the challenges. It still has all of the, uh, you know, risk thinking and uh, car stuff that you always needed. So it's a fun place to be. To have won it as many times as you've won it and for the family to have run the hill climb as many times as di the different hunters have run it over the course of the races, more, you know, now more than a 100-year history, what are some of your favorite memories of the hill climb? Do any of the wins stick out or w was it even something else beyond that? Really, I think it was just driving up the road. Um, honestly, when that place was dirt, there was nothing anywhere like driving up it. Uh, you know, you can take the best dirt track with the best road course with the best of everything and put it there, and that was more fun. Uh, risky. Um, you know, there was obviously it's not a place you wanted to have many mistakes, um, but um, almost a dance. I think that uh, when Peugeot made their climb dance video, they named it appropriate. It, it was like a dance. It was, it was just really, really fun to drive that race. And not any one time, every time. Any car on the dirt sliding up that road with a ton of horsepower um, really, really was was fun. <laughs> I I hear so often racers talking about rhythm and getting into a rhythm and i mm -hmm. think uh, you know oval track racing seems to be where that's most prevalent but even on a road course there's a yeah. certain but is there the is there that same type of thing with a hill climb Cause absolutely yeah, is yeah. There? i okay. think there is in any racing honestly um and and in, i wouldn't say it's more actually in ovals i'd say it's quite equal okay um pike speak was absolutely that um 
you know, you got up, you had one shot, one day. That was it. So you and God were having a good day or you weren't. It didn't matter. You were going to have fun and go up there and enjoy it. So um, it, it, it was interesting like that, for sure. When you talk about the rhythm of an oval track race and then maybe the rhythm it takes to be successful at the hill climb for for fans who may never have have seen the hill climb or understand the discipline you know what mentally physically what are some of the differences between a typical a typical oval track race and and what it takes to be successful at the hill climb right well i think the biggest thing is the time in the car you know, if you're having a good day, you're not in the hill climb car more than about 11 minutes, 10 minutes if you're good. Um, whereas, you know, when you're racing uh, an oval race or any of the other races, I'll just I'll use Indy mm-hmm. as the other one. Uh, you know, that's three and a half hours sure. often sitting in the car. Um, people around you, you don't have that at Pikes Peak, although you might have a friendly deer or something decide to come <laughs> up and talk to you, which is not fun. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so I think with Pike Speak, you know, honestly, now that you make me think about it a little bit, I guess I would put Pike Speak similar um, to, say, the autocrossing that I'm doing okay. with Speedway at, at, at some of these things with the muscle cars. You know, it's um, you have to have your run in your head before you go. You're going to leave. You're going to get one shot. Uh, if you make a mistake, you really do have to leave that mistake in your head alone. You, you're not going to make it up. You know, you're not going to have a bad stint of tires and be able to make that up because of a fuel stop or, you know, a chassis change or anything like that. You've got what you got. And um, <clears throat> you pretty much have to be on your game in the first corner um, and not overstep yourself the rest of the way up. So... It's uh, similar more, I guess, to like the autocrossing and things like that, that just you go and you do, you got to be quick now, and then it's over. And really the time is very short. The demand on the car is extremely high, uh, but the time is short. During some of your peak participation at the hill climb, when you won it overall three times in four years between 89 and 92, the times there, you know, you referenced it a little bit ago, you know, high 10 minutes to mid 11 minute times would you have ever expected something like what Romain Dumas did last year at the hill climb where they hit sub eight minutes for the first time ever yeah as soon as they paved it we knew that was going to happen I mean you know they really have not broken the dirt the record to the open wheel that I ran uh that was set on 100 percent dirt really didn't get beat until it was 100% pavement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now it's beat, and, and it's a different record altogether. Um, but, yeah, as soon as we – as when we saw the speeds just in the sections when they were starting to pave sections, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when you realize somebody was then going to build a car that was purposely built for the road now on a paved situation – and then you look around and you see what some of the factories are doing. It wasn't really a surprise too much for me, honestly. 
Well, we've got a lot more certainly to talk about there. Oh, yes. There's a, there's a myriad of things in uh, Robbie Unser's career that we can get to, and we're going to try to get to as many of them as we can during this portion of the show. But we do have to step away for a couple minutes for a quick commercial break. So we're going to hold Robbie on the Strutmasters.com hotline. And uh, when we come back from break, Tom, I know uh, we've we've talked a little bit about the hill climb. We'll get into some of his IndyCar memories and also talk about his uh, driver training program that he's doing currently. Absolutely. So. We'll step aside. Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career with Robbie Unser, continues right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Tom's guitar and out. Oh, yeah. It's blues, man. You gotta. Well, 
Cody Connor's going to be rocking out next weekend when yes, uh, he is. the Pro All-Star Series Super Late Models invade Richmond for the Commonwealth Classic. May actually be at Hickory this weekend, I wonder, for the Cars Tour He's race. on the entry yeah. list, so uh, hopefully we will see Tiger Stripes in attendance. Exactly. Right now, though, we are on the Strutmasters.com hotline with Robbie Unser here on Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercrew.edu. I'm Jacob Seelman. He's Tom Baker. Randy Miller and Chris Murdoch are behind the glass, and uh, Robbie Unser is back with us on the phone. We talked about the Pikes Peak Hill Climb with Robbie during the last segment. Now, before we dig into driver training, I want to talk for just a minute uh, and and bring up the open wheel days, Robbie, because uh, you spent a couple years and. Just about nearly two years in a row, won yourself uh, an IndyCar race between uh, the between Texas and Atlanta. It seemed like it was just so close, but not quite there between the Cheever car in '98 and then the Pelfrey car the next year. Yeah, unfortunately, I was never able to make the uh, winners' podium or the winners' stand. But we had a couple good seconds, a few different places, and fair amount of top threes and a lot of top fives so it was it was a good time i enjoyed running obviously indy cars were a lot of fun you know when when i was doing it we were just getting safer walls just getting attenuators just starting to uh tether wheels and corners to the cars so um on one hand i i was really happy to be part of so many safety changes coming into our sport on the other hand a lot of my friends uh got hurt during it and um, so it was an interesting time, and then just like everything else with uh, with racing, it's a it's a race around the road, but it's also a race to get sponsors, and that's that's the thing that keeps us all moving. And that got hard, so I had to move on to other types of stuff. You did now. In fairness, the two years you ran the 500, I mean, you contended in both of those, finished fifth in 98 and then backed it up with an eighth in, in 99. So it seemed like, if nothing else, uh, during your time in IndyCar, the Speedway was always really good to you. It was. I enjoyed it there. I, I love the people, the fans, the track. You know, I, I consider that place basically our church, um, if you want to put it that way. Um it was a lot of fun, and, you know, I've got a lot of history there. Our family has a lot of history there. So it, it, it really is worth going, and it is worth running. Thank God I had a very good run and was able to uh, to be in the top ten both times, which I enjoyed. Um, had some decent cars, obviously. Uh, actually, in 99, I think we had a better car. Just had, again, one stent of tires that were just really bad. And uh, that cost me a little bit. But great to run the 500. Uh, you know, it is such a historical race. And it is different, honestly, than any of the other races that you go to. You know, when we were running the 500, <clears throat> all the other races were basically you know, ruled on the wings and, you know, angles and stuff. So Indy was the only place you really got to trim those cars out and see what they would do. Uh, to be quite honest, they would have just been too fast at places like Charlotte and Texas mm-hmm. and Atlanta that we were going. So Indy, you got to trim them out. You had a different package, and they were really fast, and you really got to develop and and use all of your tools in the toolbox, so to speak. So, um yeah, it's it's great, and it still is great. It'll always be the Indy 500, and um, I, I do love it. Now, you also have, you won a drifting event in 2007. 
You won the Formula yeah, D. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I look at this and it's like you're a nine-time Pikes Peak champion. You've run IndyCars and done very well there. You were the autocross, uh, good guys autocrosser of the year in 2017. You won the duel in the desert. You won the drifting event back in 2007. You've done a lot of different types of motorsport and you seem to be great at them right. all. What What do you attribute that to? Well, I think that, you know, <clears throat> for example, Al Jr. kind of settled in our Indy cars. He's very good in everything that he ever drove as well. But, he, you know, he got lucky, got his Indy car rides, got his sponsors, and, and went there and spent a long time in that type of car and that discipline. And, and obviously, you know, his his record speaks for itself. For me, I didn't have that happen, of course, in our family, you know, you're you're vying for everything, sponsors sure. the whole nine yards. So uh, being the last one in my generation, eh, I think things. You know, I had to do things in a different way. I also am a driver or a person, I should say, in my family that I would say I was more like my uncle Louis, my bro- my father's uh, older brother, Uncle Al's older brother. So there was four of them. There were twins, Jerry and Louis. Um, uncle Jerry passed away uh, in a car wreck in Indianapolis, '58. Uncle Louie had MS. Um, Dad and Uncle Al, obviously, you know what they did. They, I would say Dad and Uncle Al are more driver guys, like little Al was. He liked to drive a lot. Um, that was his forte. I took on what I would say my Uncle Louie's hat a little more. He was an engine builder. He was what I call the West Coast Smoky Eunuch. He was oh, wow. just magic at making horsepower and, uh, and basically the cars. Um, if you look up he was a crew chief for Uncle Jerry, I think, and Uncle Al when they went to Indy. He used to work for the Strops back in, uh, you know, the 50s for the stock cars. and He was a really good mechanic. So I'm very into the building of my cars, uh, setting them up, working on them. You know, in my family, by the time I came up, you kind of had to drive. But really, had there been a door open that I didn't need to drive that much, I probably would have taken it. Um, Interesting. For me, honestly, designing the cars, building the cars, working on the cars, and and seeing them, you know, seeing what we can do with that really is the most fun, which is why I think I've done so many different kind of motorsports, because I really do like cars. Um, I'm, I'm definitely the car nut in our family, for sure. And you've gone forward from all of that to now uh, be part of driver training and driver coaching with Racecraft One. So talk a little bit about that and uh, and your involvement and what Racecraft One does. Okay, so, you know, I, I've always enjoyed, you know, coaching and working with guys and, and, and kids and teaching basically our sport. I think that uh, it's my philosophy that we have a, a beautiful sport. I think it's a, a pretty clean sport. Um, I see a lot of family involvement with our sport. For sure. So yeah. for me, it's a, yeah, it's a craft, so to speak. Um, I've always felt that. I think that it's, while it's not a cheap thing to do with the family, it is a wholesome and healthy thing to do with the family. And, and I often see a lot of family support around it, um, for lack of a better thing to say. So, um, honestly, the thing with race, it's really weird. So, my niece Lonnie, so my older cousin Johnny's daughter, 
she's going to be, I think, just turning 20 now. In fact, she's down racing at Coda this weekend in her first uh, MX-5 Cup race. Oh, wow. We got her into racing two years ago. <clears throat> and in she was a skier. They live in Sun Valley, so she was, uh, you know, headed towards the Olympic skiing direction for quite a bit. Um, ended up missing that, I believe, by just one level. She was in the next group. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, she was quite good. Um, so wanted to get into racing. Every time we went to go-kart tracks or stuff like that, Lonnie's always been really pretty quick. So um, two years ago, it was finally time to decide since her Olympic stuff, you know, wasn't going to continue. And uh, we got her into racing. So went me out of racing, obviously, to start with. She was, I believe, 17 at that time. And it was very prevalent that what was needed then for her training was a simulator. Now, mind you, there has been a big gap for me and for Johnny. I mean, I'm 50 now, 51. Uh, so I didn't know about a simulator uh, as far as a training tool. I was lucky enough to be in a few military tr simulators like mm -hmm. an Osprey and some tanks and some different things like that. And uh, that was impressive, but by the same token, these simulators are the size of small buildings, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Four stories inside, and yeah, yeah, the military stuff's quite quite amazing. Um, so all of a sudden, it's like you have to have a simulator, da-da-da-da-da, okay, so Johnny did his research, and um, I think wisely ran across Rick Motek uh, simulators in his company. They're out of Texas. Uh, Frank runs that company and does an unbelievable job. At putting together a very economical simulator, and these things can go, guys. From I mean, my God, there's guys that have I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars in oh, yeah. in a simulator, sure. down to you know, you can probably do it for five thousand if you're somewhat creative and 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 know what you're doing. Nevertheless, now the tools are there for this medium. So we got Lonnie a simulator. Obviously, Johnny and I now played on them. And it's like, wow, this really works. Um, that moved forward into me meeting a gentleman, Kelly Jones, in uh, Indy. Kelly is actually a uh, retired major from the Air Force and spent, oh, God, I don't know, 20 years with the military training him how to train people on simulators. And uh, he by far is the best that I've run into for this market. Um, it is, a, you know, obviously it's a different tool. You have to look at things a little bit different when you train on them. And, you know, there's a difference in it's either a really expensive video game or it's, you know, a simulator that you get a benefit and you actually learn some out of. And sometimes it's both. <clears throat> so I got to working with Kelly, uh, pretty much with Lonnie. And then I was working with some other guys to do coaching. And so started going, well, I guess you need to have some sim time. So sent it them sending them to Indy to work with Kelly, and i um, amazed at how much I'm seeing, you know, these drivers, they have a problem, whatever it might be, they go work on it with a simulator, and lo and behold, they get better. Robbie, we're um, gonna we're gonna hold you right there. Just hold you hold your place in the story. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness it. right after this. Thank you. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. 
Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Zane Smith, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Zane Smith is gearing up for another start with uh, Junior Motorsports coming up, I think, at Bristol, if I remember. Yes, seeing social I think it media, is right? start. Yep, so with the eight. We will look forward to Junior that. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, and Chris Murdoch are wandering behind the glass, pushing buttons and keeping us doing what we're doing. And now the rest of the story from our uh, guest on the Strutmasters.com hotline, Robbie Unser, who was just talking about uh, Major Kelly Jones and uh, the story behind Racecraft 1. And uh, we'll, we'll let you pick it back up, Robbie, because I, I was just sitting here listening and, and I, I did some research on the web on the Racecraft website before the show, not even realizing that even beyond what's on the website, just how much to this story there was. Yeah, that really is, and I get a little bit long-winded on it, too, so feel free to just chop me off. Um, you know, it. Kelly was amazing, and uh, getting with him, and again, now that I'm seeing how much it's helping these kids, right, and even Lonnie. Now, mind you, I'm not training Lonnie. We went and found an online coach, Wyatt from Texas, who's an excellent coach, uh, you know, for her, and I'm just observing this. Um, and then as I started needing to work with a couple guys and put them in with Kelly, then that worked. And then, so this is where the story gets a little bit even weirder. <clears throat> so it's early May. I'm actually in Gunnison, Colorado, fishing uh, with my wife, kind of taking a week off. And this uh, gentleman, Charles Finelli, who runs in the Pro Mazda group, 
you know, needs some work. I'm not going to be able to get to Indy to coach him at IRP directly. So um, <clears throat> through my cousin Johnny, he says, all right, well, Kelly, send him over to Kelly's. And through phone calls and online stuff, and I, I honestly don't even know how it all went together now, but somehow Kelly was able to hook me up in Gunnison, Colorado on my laptop with iRacing stuff so that I could actually watch and coach from there uh, Charles Finelli, who came into the place in Indy, you know, and was sitting on a, on a simulator there. Um, Kelly then uh, basically took my place instead at the racetrack, and we were on the phone through the whole thing and, and coached Mr. Finelli for his race. He did much better. I was then able to go to Mr. Finelli's race in uh, St. Louis for his last oval, and uh, what an improvement that little mechanism made in this, in this awesome. man's uh, driving. So uh, that made me start thinking, well, heck, I don't necessarily need to be in Indy at you know, Racecraft One's place to do this job. So here we are, gosh, so, well, yeah, a little more than six months later, I've got almost a full sim in my house. And I'm teaching, you know, oval academies to several kids three or four times a week. So it's turned out to be great. We've really changed our um, platform is how we're we're doing this. I mainly am dealing with the oval side of things. I've got a, myself and Chase Austin, who's a great, great little instructor, work with all the kids on that. We have some guys that specialize in road course stuff. And uh, we all obviously jump back and forth. Um, but super impressed the way Kelly does it. We offer training on all levels. If you have a sim at home, you literally can call us up, go online, select what type of work you want to do, uh, pay for it online, and then we'll hook us up with uh, a, you know, a driver. Now that I've done this, we actually have other coaches now that can work from their home. Um, you know, which makes it a lot easier if they have a good simulator and, and good internet stuff. So it's really been amazing. We're um, working a lot with the uh, Race Face Kids and Rod Wortham. I believe uh, yep. that's who set me up to be on this sure did. interview. Yep, and, um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing what I'm seeing these kids learn. <clears throat> you know, basically we're able to do a winter training, right? You know, we're able to get after training without burning fuel, tires, having the whole team there. Um, we do bring the whole team involved um, as we go through the academy. At the end of it, we get their spotters involved and the crew chiefs involved because I, I believe that the language that's going on between the driver and the team is one of the key things to success in this business. For sure. So uh, we work very hard on that. Uh, as well as driving techniques, what you do, safety, and all that. So we take kids from all levels. We're working right now mainly with, like, I'd say the first five levels of your racing career, you know, up until you start getting, let's say, to the Bush stuff uh, in NASCAR and, you know, some of the road to IndyCar guys. Once they get, I've noticed a lot of the drivers, Once if they're successful and they start making the money, they end up with their own nice simulators. Often they end up with their own coaches and stuff, which is great. You know, they, they continue. You know, when I raced, I didn't have a driving coach. Right. I had 
dad yelled at me a lot, you know, <laughs> whatever, but there was really no driver coaching, whereas most of the IndyCar guys nowadays, I'm blown away to find out they have driver coaches and uh, that work with them, and I think it's a, I think it's smart, you know, we, we, we didn't think that way, but it uh, keeps them on it, it keeps them focused, obviously, sure. you know, the physical training that these guys are going through, so much more than what I went through. You know, we were still, racing isn't something where you get into it, you know, you think about the 50s, the guys in the 50s, they definitely knew they were risking it getting into the car, right? Mm-hmm. 60s, ooh, that was some rough years through the 60s, some guys really didn't make it through that decade. We even were still doing it in the 70s, but as you get now into what we're at, yes, it can happen, it's still dangerous, but it's much safer than it ever was. Yes, you know, I think we can absolutely. all agree to that, both, you know, from the track standpoint, what the track owners have done for our safety, amazing, uh, what the cars are going through, amazing. So, you know, we were still in that era where you didn't worry about being in shape so much, sure. you just worried about getting good enough to get in there and get her done. It was more about um, skill than physique at that point. Now it's kind of a little bit, of, a lot more of both. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I I would say that in my generation, you know, guys like Jeff Gordon and and, uh, I wouldn't say Tony was that way. He's a little more like me. But there was a lot of guys, Jimmy (laughs) Johnson, Mark Martin, who actually took that physical aspect of our sport to new heights. And uh, once they did it, then it, you know, obviously spread pretty quickly interesting to find out i did not know this i i'm kind of a racing history nut myself <clears throat> uh juan fangio juan manuel fangio was probably the first ever driver to uh hire private trainers and go into a physical regiment to try to recover from an injury he only actually had one f1 wreck uh, but that did break his neck and he was so old wow. that he went into, and it's the first guy that I know of that really went into physical training to better his mm-hmm. his sport and his driving ability. So, you know, now it's everything. Diet, exercise, you know, the mental aspects. You know, Travis Pastrama's just done amazing things at teaching us some of the focus things and some of the work he's done with uh, some of the doctors and stuff to figure out things. So there's so many more Oh, avenues and things that are available to drivers nowadays and teams um, oh, yeah. to help the, you know, help them be better. Talk about Tony being in shape, Jacob. Tony had the same <laughs> trainer I did for a while. We we ended up in the shape of a meatball. So I don't know yeah. quite how that worked. I think it's but I'll that. I'll tell you what, that guy can somewhere. drive like nobody's business. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. He can. He yes, sure he can. can. Absolutely. <laughs> we love Tony. He's one of my best buds. I, I dig him a lot. He's he's really a good guy. Absolutely. I'm just curious, uh, Robbie, as our our time in this last segment here with you starts to wind down a little bit. When you look at the family history that the whole you know not just your career but the whole the the whole family name and all the unters careers in motorsports you know what what do you feel like the family legacy is now in the racing world as you guys have all started to look back on it well unfortunately there's not as many uh young unters coming through and you know dad and uncle al were a uh, breed of their own sure were i'll put it that way 
um, very focused on what they did, <laughs> but I don't know that in their time they were as driven to uh, see it continue. Little Al and Uncle Al, Uncle Al definitely helped Little Al with that, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I have an older brother, but that wasn't the case for myself, you know, my sister. There, There's a lot more answers there out there that you guys don't know about uh, that are very smart, good, intelligent people that, that are successful on other things. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I do love my family. We've got a lot of great people in it. Uh, the racing part of it, it didn't continue, I don't think, like it should have. And, you know, i got to put that on the older guys. It was really harsh. I don't know that all of the kids went and looked at it and said, oh, that looks fun, like it is now. So, unfortunately, for my family, we don't have as many people doing it as I would like to see. But I do have, you know, my niece Lonnie, um, Al Jr.'s son, Jason, or not son, Al Jr.'s sister's son, Jason Tanner, still races sprint cars and is an extremely good wheel. Um, so we've got a few of them that are doing it, not as many as I'd like to. But at the end of the day, I think that it's, you know, it was a business. It's a way of life. Obviously, as my life, you know, winds down, I'm going to keep doing it. It's all I knew, and, and I enjoy teaching about it. But um, I think you're going to see the future of the Unser family probably be in a different way. They just didn't uh, didn't gravitate to motorsports in these last generations like the first did. Well, I certainly can say I've learned a great deal just from the last you know 35, Absolutely. 40 minutes of this conversation. So, Robbie, we uh, <laughs> we we want to thank you again for for taking the time to join us this evening i've i've certainly learned a lot and enjoyed it and uh we you know we look forward to having you back on a future show as well well i'm very open to it um and you just give me a call anytime i'm more than happy to spend some time chatting you guys will end up having to kick me off sooner or later anyway we, <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate it robbie thanks again all right you guys have a good day thank you very much all right that's robbie unser and uh you know it's it's, it's amazing to have someone uh, on the show with us once in a while who mm-hmm. can take us to different places. Absolutely. And the Pikes Peak oh and my the gosh. autocrossing he, and, yeah. you know, drifting. We just, it's it's impossible to cover all of the different forms of motorsport. We would you know, need a three-hour show. Yeah, well, you'd need a three-day show, really. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's 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 a lot of fun. And, and uh, Racecraft 1 is a really unique uh, concept that's come across where you literally can be on your iRacing simulator and have Robbie or another coach actually acquiring data, doing data acquisition and coaching you in your particular discipline. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's worked wonders with some of the race face brand development drivers already. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. So that was a really enjoyable interview. So to offer a, a, a plug for Racecraft One, if you want to learn more about Racecraft One, get information or uh, or contact them directly. It's racecraft and the number one yes. dot com for more information and uh, Robbie certainly involved in the training side of that. Yep. Again, we want to thank uh, Rod Wortham from Raceface Brand Development for helping to set this up uh, 
my gosh, the second half of this show just absolutely flew by. And sure when did. you have when you have a conversationalist like what Robbie is, and who has the stories and the memories to be able to share, that's what just makes it fun. So uh, very enjoyable. And like I said, we'll look forward to hopefully being able to to bring him back for another show and delve into more of it uh, later on. Right now, though, we're going to step aside for one final time, and when we come back, we will wrap up this edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Am I am I that guy that hey. I would throw Dippling in, and we don't even have time to enjoy it fully? Yeah, well, it, hey, Dippling's good even if you only do it for a short time. True, and Tyler Dipple, by the way, is hopefully going to be Dippling his way to the front in the Truck Series race on yes, Saturday. Yes, th- Young's I'll, Motorsports. Yes, I'll throw out there, by the way, before we go away, that uh, that race on Saturday has a new sponsor. It is now the True North Global 250 on Saturday afternoon. And uh, by the way, both races this weekend on Fox Sports 1 
as opposed to the cup race being on Big Fox like it has been the first yeah, five that weeks always of the seems season. strange to me. You take your one of your best races that's the most competition, the most exciting, yeah. and the most appealing to TV in Martinsville, and you put it on Fox Sports 1. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. What you thinking, Fox? Well, I don't know. What I'm thinking is we have to go away because we don't have a third hour. That's too bad. Uh, We were just getting started. We really were. Two hours ago. (laughs) Yeah, two (laughs) hours ago. But we want to thank our friends at My Computer Crew, Training for a Better Life, as well as HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and strutmasters.com for everything that they do to make our shows possible here on Race Chaser Radio. And Tom and I survived another one. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. You were having trouble earlier. I, I was having trouble, but we got the wheels on it. You got sideways, but end. you got away with it. <laughs> he was down a cylinder. Yeah. I was, something like that. So for uh, Randy Miller and Chris Murdoch behind the glass, as well as uh, Tom Baker seated here at the table next to me, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks. And if you're headed to a racetrack somewhere, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend until we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section in the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.